Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. To hear more Radio Keys related news, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Radio Keys Music. Otherwise, please enjoy the sounds of the band we're covering this week, Handsome Jack. <laughs> Easy day and last night and evening. Yeah. Um. But we're. I mean, this is definitely the latest we've ever been at, on a podcast. Sometimes, oh. <laughs> sometimes I feel like we're like back in college or something. We have to turn in something, and like yes. I didn't, you know, study for it or I didn't do oh this or that for it, and I'm just like, yeah, studying, especially like Can I got an extension. The, we're know? gonna do a band tonight, which I'm really excited about. Um, because this I've been listening to this band all day, and they put you in a real good spot, but. Um, we were actually also thinking of doing a rewind and we both started study. I won't say what it is, but it's intense rock it's and roll history. A lot it's to unpack. Deep. Yeah. And, uh, so we were both like researching our sides of it. And then Stuart's like, do you want to just do this band? And I was like, hell yes. I want to do the band yeah. instead. We're going to do both tonight. Um, and then we decided to, to, we were put a really pin ambitious, really it ambitious. was too ambitious. So the, the rewind one we're going to do, uh, later is, um, gonna it's gonna be a a lot there's a lot more to unpack yeah and we're Um, trying to figure out the timeline of it because it's our our two are actually usually we do like loose um connections like like, bob dylan going electric and nirvana yeah it's like about yeah it's just about changing your sound for a concert like is the connection they're themed but they're separate stories this one one is is all one big story one huge story and we're trying to figure out where to focus on oh, and yeah so it's uh look look out for that one because that gonna... one's coming out next and yeah week. i Why do, do <laughs> i do uh i definitely procrastinate like i had a couple dead hours at work today where i like could have looked into the the rewind stuff and i was like could you have though you're t- <laughs> i also <laughs> the yeah subject matter i, feel like I be- <laughs> can't say what it is but i didn't want to google that on my work computer and i was like okay i can't look like a fucking weirdo i mean sure so. you can though like why not so instead, we're going to do uh, Handsome Jack, and we'll get into them in a bit. Yeah, Handsome Jack. They're actually they're one of the quickest I've ever had an email come back to me to tell us that it was cool to do them. That's so like, nice. I, I found them on a... Man, I guess we're just getting right into them. <laughs> I found them on, a, on an Instagram ad, like a sponsored Instagram okay, ad. Okay, so now we know that that so works. So that actually works oh, sometimes. Good job, Handsome Jack. Good Money work, well guys. Spent. Money well spent. <laughs> like, Here we are. Or it was the, their record label or, or whatever, but I found them and um, it was their song. Um, I think it was Keep On. Yeah, it was their song That's Keep the On. That's the video or one of the And videos, I was like, yeah. oh, dude, this song's awesome. And um, they look, you know, they look all 70s. They look like. Um, the Ramones. They look like the fucking Ramones. I think they look. They al- have like the long hair and the glasses and the They don't look as punk rock as Ramones. Like the Ramones were always wearing like the, you know, the leather jackets and, and shit. They're, yeah. they're more, they're more, um, like 70s rock and roll Ramones um, are 70s right uh 70s yeah they are but they're punk rock i don't know man oh god they kind of do look like the ramones i just pulled up the like the fucking ramones picture you're all picturing your brain a little bit like the where they're in front of that brick wall in black and white a little less leathery but little less leathery 50 percent of the leather that the ramones have 25 percent of the leather that the ramones have (laughs) but Anyway, they're a really but fun yeah, like rock and roll band, rock. but we I want to get into them and I want to like obviously we're going to get into them for the whole podcast, but yes. there's some 
stuff that we've been talking about like these past few days just the gnarliest stuff like obviously the biggest music news that has come out in a long time is the the Michael Jackson documentary came out and as yeah. you know Emily and I love true crime and we <laughs> love music and we love documentaries we're like and we love sitting around and watching well we were gonna shows. so last night we were gonna do this podcast but we didn't have long story short we didn't have a cable that we needed yeah um and I was like, and we were like kind of stressed out about it for like 20 minutes. Like Tom was helping us trying to find a cable. He was being great and like trying to make it work. And then, um, and then we kind of just decided we're like, it's not going to work tonight. We're not going to do it tonight. Like whatever. Like, let's just chill. And I, yeah, we're just yeah. chill. And I was like, I got this little like hit of excitement. I was like, oh, we can watch the fucking Michael Jackson documentary yeah. that just, just dropped. And we actually, I actually tweeted about it last night from our, <laughs> um, our, in, or our Twitter and it, I was just like, it is depressing we have a on every level. All the like levels. Like every single level you can think about. We watched, so it's like, what, two and a half hours per, um, it's, it's like I a two-part I think two it's four hours total. So we watched about, what, 45 minutes of no, it? No, we watched about 90 minutes. Oh, we wa- okay. The first, there was 40 left. Yeah, okay. of the first episode. So we're still about three and a half hours out. Sorry, two and a half. I can't do math. Two and a half hours out from finishing so the whole we thing. We obviously don't. The, our podcast is not about getting into detail about this kind of stuff. Uh, we try not no. to. Sometimes we slip up and I like say some stuff that I shouldn't. But we don't want to. We don't want trigger anything. Yeah, we don't want to make people run. And I mean, this away. is very you know sensitive subject matter yeah. too. So it's like really tough to listen to. But long story short, hundred percent. <laughs> he did some bad I, stuff. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. All you have to do is watch those uh, those um, victim testimonies, and all you have to do is watch the look in their eyes when they're telling oh, it, it's and the things that they're saying, and they're saying the same things. So unless they're like it's been consistent for yeah. thirty years, unless they're completely yeah. in collusion with each other, and they like got together and like let's lie so we can like make a documentary. No, I don't think there's any. There's no unless I think they're it's... colluding together and like telling each other that they're going to tell the same story, whatever. Well, there's, there's way more victims too. Yeah. I was reading about it today, but anyway, I, it's, it's just it's a really lot dark. of heartbreak. Yeah. It's a lot of heartbreak and over then, and over again. And then so. it gets, it's tough because then it gets into that whole dialogue you're talking about, or we've talked about before. It's like, how, when do you separate the artist from, from their personal life yeah. like, and their music from, you know, the artist from the individual. Yeah. And this, for me, it's really tough to be like, Oh, well, it's immoral to listen to the Jackson five or it's immoral to listen the to the Jackson five thriller. is what, what troubles me the most because I'm like, I, when it comes to like later, Michael Jackson, I enjoy it. But what, if I wanted to sit down and listen to something that Michael Jackson touched musically, it would be, uh, for me, it's for always the bad Jackson choice five. of words, but it's the Jackson five. Yeah. We did you say touched music? I was trying to figure out how to word that, and wow! How dare you? I did not mean to say that. Um, and then uh, yeah, it would it would be the Jackson Five just because because it's so it's they're so good. Yeah, um, I love the Jackson Five personally, and but yeah, um, if if you I don't know, it's a, would, it's an ongoing debate because there's so many shitty uh, artists. <laughs> There's so many shitty artists. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think there's... The museums would be fucking empty Emily and if I you want to really look into yeah, it. Yeah, Emily and I sort of disagree on where the blame goes. I think a lot of the blame goes on the parents as well as Michael Jackson. Mm. Um, I think one set of the parents isn't as much I think to he blame. was a master manipulator he and was. manipulated the whole family. And, that, yeah. and he separated the family from their children, which is what these yeah. fucking creeps do. And, it's, he, it's and really the kids... You can't forget the the kids also loved him. They actually like really loved him. So they like wanted well, they, to be with him. They're like, no, let me they stay idolized with him before they met him. Oh yeah, 
you know, they were like, let me stay with Michael. And then, you know, you feel like a monster parent if you're like, you have to stay away from Michael because he's a 30 year old man trying to sleep in a bed with you. Like, it just all s- I, so like the, the parents are explaining it. And I'm like, I'm not a parent, but I I see to this to, it gets to the point where like these kids are going on tour with him and where it's like I. And, and he's giving them this opportunity well, he was a and a dancer, like, you know, yeah. And, a, and, and an the parents are like, actor. okay, this is exciting. So I know? get that. He's a dancer and aspiring actor. So you go on tour with Michael Jackson. That's huge, right? It's huge. So they, it all seemed really fucking innocent. It really did. Like I'm watching the videos of them all together and I'm <sighs> like, it? this looks, this looks really, he's like holding hands running past like paparazzi with this child. It's like, could you imagine if like, I don't know, uh, Who's ma- a massively large star like Bruno Mars, someone like that? Um, could you imagine him running around from concert to concert, like holding hands with like a seven-year-old boy that's not his? Like, what would people say about that? I think we. I think the time has changed. Sorry, Bruno too, Mars. Though. For the record, <laughs> I think the time I don't has know changed why Bruno Mars. too. Though I think yeah. back then we were just unaware of a lot of fucking shit that we are now, where we're all a little more sensitive to I don't it. Know. But I feel like people thought that. I feel like they might have, might well, have the thought gross, so, it. Yeah. So the last thing I'll say, because I don't want to spend too much time on it, because it's really, really depressing and shitty and hard to talk about, to be honest. But um, honestly, the the most troubling part to me is the fact that like these victims told their story a long time ago. Yeah. And like well, now we haven't this got to fucking, the trial part yet. Yeah. So we don't yeah, know we haven't gotten there exactly. yet. But like this HBO documentary comes out and everyone's like, oh, shit, this 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 thing happened. And it's like, yeah, we all knew it happened for a long time. Mm-hmm. And people were just kind of trying to like shove it under the rug and like just fucking forget about it. Yeah. And meanwhile, these people's lives are ruined and it's just fucked up. It's really fucked yeah, up. Yeah. And, and um, his fame just completely squashed the whole. Yeah. I mean, he was like. Crime. One of the richest, most powerful people on the planet. Well, we were trying last night. The three of us were trying to compare him to a celebrity today. Yeah. Like you just did. And we we couldn't think of anybody as famous. There's like Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian, but they're all women. It's not Kardashians are maybe the closest, but yeah, Yeah. but they're again, they're yeah, they're women. Um, but so you can't really see that kind of uh, dynamic happening. Dynamic is the right word. I was gonna say sort of like predatory. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're predatory in other facets of their life, but not. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lamar Odom. Poor Lamar. Lamar Odom. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, he was like the L.A. Laker who was dating Chloe uh, Kardashian. And um, he was just all kinds of mentally messed up from that situation. And then uh, uh. they were like separated and he like got caught like overdosing in like this uh, like Playboy. Not pl- not the Playboy, but like a, you know, like a basically like a brothel type place um, i don't like know a really about that it, oh, it man, sounds yeah. like he had other shit going a on. a lot of though. the people that these kardashians touch are like they fucking poison their lives man like and look at uh look at uh tristan what's his name tristan thompson he's like the one dating chloe now and he's oh, just, like cheated on her a million times yeah yeah <laughs> so what why uh, is that their fault yeah i don't know i I'm not gonna i mean there's a lot of different facets to it um, but yeah, there, it, it just seems like a lot of the people in their lives are just have like these crazy, crazy unfolding. You don't, you're not buying this at all. You, no. you think anyone who's dating the Kardashians are completely normal people? I, I don't, I don't get the blame. I don't get the blaming the Kardashians on these basketball stars, like doing drugs and shit. I don't think that that connects. You don't to think me. their influence and relationships? I don't, status I don't think you, to do? no, I don't think you blame yeah i don't i well i don't think we know but i don't think you like blame 
the fact that they're like involved with this family or dating this family for the fact that they're like doing dry. I don't, I don't think It just think seems that to be a common thread connects. is all. But anyway, just we, we can agree to disagree on that. We can agree to disagree on that. But yeah. um, basically what the whole major point is, is we can't think of someone who is as famous as Michael Jackson who would be in that position today. Like, no. Because when he was at the height of his power, it was just like All over the a world. completely yeah. different situation than anything we have today. Maybe... Like maybe Obama's that famous? Like no, <laughs> like I don't even think famous? Obama's that famous. Like who is that? I famous? think, uh, yeah, I can't think of a like a male pop star like that Bieber, is Bieber. Maybe not even though yeah. I think Bieber is more popular with. I could be wrong. Like younger, younger I think, generation. I think he started out with younger, and now I think those younger kids, sorry, younger ladies generally are probably the people who like Bieber. Are now probably in their early twenties, mid to early twenties. Right, because I, I remember he came out when I was like too old to care. Yeah, you know, and like I, think I was a like, lot of oh, those I'm chicks like, that know. were into him were like what 13, 14, 12 when he came out, and that was like ten years ago. So now yeah. they're like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah, I wonder if they're still. I don't know, but um, yeah, but still, yeah, he is massive. Michael Jackson, and they say it a couple times in the doc. It's like he's larger than life. Yeah, and it's like he was. No, that's literally the first way that the two kids who, or now they're, you know, they're grown men now, but the two guys that like explain who are testifying, not testifying, that's not the right word. They're, you know, telling, they're telling their, their story. story. Yeah. The two dudes that are telling the story, like the way that they both describe Michael Jackson is larger than life. Yeah. And, and, and they've watched, they're obsessed with him. They've got him plastered all over their room. They watch him on TV. They, they're learning his dance moves. Like they're mm-hmm. idolizing him and then they meet him in a room and he's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. A real to them. It's a it's real just bummer. A, it's yeah. It's, it's a it's, real uh, bummer. It's it, rough to watch. We had to take a break last night. Um, we we got about ninety minutes in, and then we uh decided to watch The Office. Yeah, <laughs> we're, well, we're, that, we're like yeah. we need we need we something, need something else. Light. We're so basic. We're no, like, we and, just and, and to be clear, like I I, I want to finish it. We're gonna finish it. I think it's important. I want to be aware of all of it. Um, but I want these stories to be heard. But it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to take, is, ba- is all I mean. And we needed a break. <laughs> it's basically if you've ever admired or cared for someone or something. Oh, it's so, And then yeah. you heard like a bunch of bad rumors about them, but you like didn't want to buy it because there wasn't evidence or there was, you, you didn't see it. Like for whatever reason, like it was on your, your radar, but you never yeah. like confirmed it, you know? Yeah. And then this felt like, like sitting there watching it was just like this wave of like, acceptance washing over me like oh my god michael jackson was like a child molester i think it's i think and i think because of media and the way that they always portrayed this story like well that was just some weird little rumor that nobody ever proved like that's how media in my brain before this has kind of portrayed it from my experience because they want the legacy to kind of like like trump over that um, I hate using that word, but you, <laughs> like, there's not no, a great word. He for, can't take that word. Just he can't take he that fucking word. Anyway, um, so, so I feel like all my knowledge of it so far has just been like this little back of my brain, like, oh, and also there was this weird thing, but no one really knows. And watching this has made me really be like, okay, I'm so glad that they made this because these poor victims have been fucking dealing with people. That just go, oh, well, that was just a footnote. No, nobody, nobody proved that. And it's not real and blah, blah, blah. Well, and that's it's been just the problem bullshit. with like sexual violence victimhood for years because yeah. there's, quote, no proof, no evidence, right? Other yeah. than testimony and then other people's testimony. The one thing I have to say that kind of bothers me about this whole situation is that Michael isn't here to defend himself at all. 
That's the only thing that kind well, of bumped he, me Well, but he out. did in court, and I'm curious yeah, to we're, see. Yeah, we're going to see that. But how he handles here that now. So that's so. Or if that's he the even, I don't even know if he gets on the stand. I, I don't. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, we don't know. I we don't, don't know. We'll see. I mean, I know. I'd be surprised if he did. From what to be I honest. understand, is that there was a huge undisclosed, like, um, what's it called? Um, where they offer him the family money uh, settlement. There's oh. a huge settlement. Well, there was a bunch of settlements before it actually went to trial with yeah. other families. So we'll see what happens. So, but it sounds yeah. like it's a bummer. Uh, one of our. You know, someone that we've, I know I've admired Michael Jackson, not to the extent of these people, you know, who are like crazy MJ zealots on the internet. Who are like fucking like making him. death threats yeah. to the victims. It's like, I mean, calm uh, the fuck down. If you're a musician and if you're listening to this, you might be a musician. I know a lot of people are, you know, musicians who, who would be interested in a podcast like this. But um, you have to at least respect what he's done for music and what yeah. he did in music and what he has accomplished. And he is, without a doubt... A brilliant mind when it comes to music. Yeah. So, which is why it's tough to separate the artist from the individual. Because really now, Emily and I know for a fact. I mean, you just have to look in these people's eyes when they're telling this story. It's it's it happened. Like it that's happened. the way I feel about it anyway. Yeah. So anyway, we can get off this. <laughs> like real I know we're getting bummed <laughs> out here. But uh, on a much brighter note, uh, Radio Keys is cruising down to Santa Barbara. <laughs> We're so yes. excited. That's our. Really that's like excited. one of our favorite places in the world. I one know. of my favorite places in the world. So today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's yeah, Tuesday. we're gonna release it. I'm gonna release it later tonight. Okay. So. And then uh, yeah, Friday. Um, I'm working like a half day at work, and then bouncing out, and then we're all gonna drive down to Morro Bay. Yeah, we're gonna Morro Bay, and we're which playing is basically San Luis Obispo, right? It's like it, the same. It's, it's like little, next door. It's like Thirty minutes away. It'd right. be like uh, Oakland. It'd be like Concord to Oakland. Yeah, like thirty minutes sounds like nothing. Once yeah. you live up here, it's like, oh, yeah. thirty—that's so yeah. close. Yeah, yeah. once you live in Santa Elena, and literally everything's an hour away. You're like, yeah. Napa, forty minutes. You know, Santa Rosa, forty it's all, minutes. It's all far away. Um, so Al yeah, Stoga, so 30 30 I, I looked minutes. at Morro Bay and, and and San Luis Obispo on a map, and I was like, oh, they're basically like right next to each other. Um, but yeah, so we're playing at the Siren yeah, in Morro Bay on with Friday Andrew night. Andrew Hagar, and I'm r- really excited about that. Um, I'm hoping it'll be a good show because. Unfortunately, we kind of got booked there with another band that's touring, so it's like we don't have any local band there to like really draw their friends. And well, family. but I was looking at the downtown, and it looks like a kind of a small. So hopefully it'll be like town. Smiley's where people. So just I think go. it's and but even, Smiley's we played on a Sunday night, and this yeah. this will be on a Friday night. Um, so it might be like playing a Friday night in San Lino where it's like, oh, if anybody's in town, this is what they'll go to. So yeah. that's, I'm trying to be positive, but that's, oh, that's what I'm but thinking. That's not, that's like the appetizer for us. So, you know, like yeah. that's going to be fun for sure. Like we're going to have a good time. We're going to drink some beer. We're going to, and then we're all going to drive. And then we're driving <laughs> no, about an hour and a so half, we're not gonna drink. two hours. We're going to drive. Well, we're going to drink a little bit. We're not going to drink a ton. Half but, of us don't have to drive yeah. and half of us do. So we're going to drive to <laughs> Santa Barbara after that. After we'll get the in show. town at like 2 o'clock in the morning. Just chill for the morning. Which and is not crazy. Yeah. I mean, Tom gets home at 4 in the morning when he plays San Francisco. It's like, we can we can do it. We it's not deal. a big deal. Yeah, deal. yeah, we're used to driving. And then uh, we're going to probably chill in the morning and then uh, go downtown Santa Barbara. Maybe have a few drinks and some lunch or something. And, and then uh, get and ready to play Dargins. And that yeah. show was so fun last time we played it. Yeah, we um, played it in September, and Dargan's, uh, and it was our first, or technically second Santa Barbara show. I played there solo one that's time. That's right, that's right. Um, yeah. And we played an open mic there like a million years ago. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is what shit, I was I thinking about. about. But yeah, but our first uh, <laughs> Santa Barbara show was 
really, really, really fun and really packed. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping to have the same turnout. And Dargan's is, uh, if you're not familiar familiar with uh, Santa Barbara, it's like the main strip is State Street, and it's right on there. So it's like it gets a lot of um, foot traffic, which is really fun. And then yeah. all your buddies like to uh, come the out. The Frisbee community will be there, I think. Yes. Sorry, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I played a ton of Ultimate Frisbee in my life, so I, love I have those guys. strong, strong connections with that community in Santa Barbara. And I'm really excited yeah. to see all those guys. Oh, I feel so those good. are those guys are brothers to me. Um, I, so I've known them, them since yeah. you went to college. They're They're like brothers to me too. You know, yeah. Like people like Weaver. I've lived. I lived with Weaver for like a combined like five years or six years. Oh, Weaver. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of guys. Like Colin is one of my best friends. Happy birthday, Colin! It was his birthday yesterday. Yeah, he's I one know. of my main guys. I love Colin. He likes to drink wine, so him and I get along really yeah. well. Yeah, we go wine tasting all the time. The, the, the <laughs> connection that Colin and I had that was so fun, besides frisbee and like and living together and doing all that stuff, is like we were just those personalities who were always down for whatever. Like I'm that like that kind of person. I'm just down for whatever. Like yeah, if someone's like, hey, we're going downtown and blah blah blah, I'd be like, let's go. But Aww. um. No one else is like that except for Colin. So Colin and I would just be like, let's go. And everyone else is like, no, man, you know, I'm watching a movie or I'm playing video games or whatever. And so Colin and I had this thing where I'm more I'm more that type. I'm like, I'm I'm winding. I'm winding down. So we'd have like karaoke nights till two o'clock in the morning and just like all this fun stuff where. That's so. And fun, then we'd go yeah. to work the next day, just feeling just brutalized. You oh know? God, I know. But it is what it. But then you're like, well, I had this incredible experience with like a good friend. Well, and, and those I'd, experiences I'd happen. A bit of sleep for that. Those experiences happen when you are living with roommates in your twenties, and yeah. like that's so fun. Like I met, I used to live with seven people in Berkeley, and it's like, you know, on like a Wednesday night, a bunch of just people come over, and then you start playing music, and you meet people, and then like things happen, and it's yeah. exciting because there's so many different people there, and you don't you don't get that later. So it's like, well, yeah, do it. That's what I loved about Experience Santa Barbara, though, is you have that in Santa Barbara yeah. when when I, it was my position because. I had so many friends in the area and everyone was so close because of this sport that everyone played. Yeah. It's like you could just walk into someone's house and just be like, hey, man, what's up? Just like college, you know, where yeah. like people would just walk in your house. And you're like, oh, hey, hey, Joe, what's going on? <laughs> and, you some, know? and it's all it's all really and it's uh, all good because you yeah. all know each other. And there's stuff to do all the time and there's people around all the time. It's really it's really um, it it really keeps it keeps things kind of interesting, exciting, and it keeps you around people, which yeah. is it's a tight knit really community. Good. There's always something going on. It's a wet town. People love to have a good time there. And it's our favorite place to play. Probably. I think it's our favorite place to play. Like, I can't think of a... Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. And then, so we play there Saturday night and then uh, stay Saturday. And then Sunday, we're going back to San Luis Obispo and we uh, have an Airbnb there and we're playing at Frog and Peach. And that place is so fun. Like, going back to Oh, I was looking at another... It's like a... It's in downtown... Yeah, people are gonna come out. It's in downtown. We'll see if people come. Out. It'll, it's a Sunday, so people might be burnt out. It's a college town. Like I, I found Frog and Peach. Um, so back to the frisbee thing. Like we, I played college ultimate yeah. frisbee, and like I have tons of friends that I still talk to this day. They're some of my closest friends, and they all played on the same team with me. So we had we're all like alumni for the same team, and so for for uh, college regionals, which is like the big tournament for our region, um, we would all get together. All, all us alumni and then go watch the college team play and we'd get like an airbnb with like 12 dudes and just have like a weekend of you know 
like bro bro time basically bromance and we like walked around uh downtown slow and we went into frog and peach and it's just such a cool place it has it's a bar or it's like it's a a brewery okay has an outdoor bar an indoor bar and then a stage and it's kind of like a a long rectangular room picture of it yeah and yeah it's really cool uh i saw a band play there they were they were killer it was like uh, this chick lead singer and and these really talented guitar player dudes and and they were playing like Led Zeppelin covers and just they were all young too they were like 23 nice. 24 and oh they're just killing it <laughs> and, you're just um, like damn it so that's why i think it'll be good for us because i mean we're just going to play like a 3 hour set and just play all of our songs just have a good yeah, time yeah we did a 3 hour set at Lagunitas last week and it uh or two or however long ago and it, yeah. it went uh it went well yeah yeah i think we can keep the energy for 3 hours which is really hard it's to do it's important we play a little bit of acoustic shit which i like to to play but i don't know if it's great hopefully it is hopefully i think it works because people do want to talk and chat and be at a bar so like you know when you go to a bar to meet a friend and then a band's playing and you can't fucking hear your friend yeah like that's what you don't really want um so to have a little mix of like okay now you guys can chat and we're still going to be here with the ambiance and the energy yeah but you can kind of i don't know i think it's a good yeah i think think you're right um we're not the originals where everyone's just dancing and drinking and it's one in the morning yeah we love we love the music adventure that we're on right now we're like that includes this podcast too like yeah. being able to like before i came back here we weren't doing as much of this stuff you know like well it, we just weren't doing as much music yeah so we weren't doing as much music positive. we're writing a lot more music we're yes. p- performing a lot more i have like three songs that are like 60 percent. this is how i write songs yeah. i get like three that i'm working on at once and i have mm. to jump back and forth between them like it's the same way i paint i'm like have two paintings going and um well you get tired of one right and then you get like kind of burnt out i want to jump to another one or like i'll i'll hear a little snippet in my head and be like that's a different chorus that's for a different song and then sometimes i'll end up combining the songs but anyway so yeah right now i'm it's it's fun having you around because i feel like i can talk to you more about this stuff because Mm -hmm. the way we write best is when we write together i think so i think it's when you provide like a lyric and i provide like a riff yeah, or you or, provide a riff, and then I just listen to that yeah. over and over, and then I write lyrics. Yeah. That's how we wrote "Hey, hey Charles," and then uh, and then yeah. maybe you'll like be like, "Oh, I feel like it needs to go somewhere else," and then you know I'll write something else. So I'll write a hook, or you'll write a hook, or you'll you'll kind yeah. of be like, "Oh, it should go this way or that way." It, it's really good being in the same proximity because we used to have to like force that feeling where or like, I like email you a recording. Oh yeah, <laughs> but we would like we would like see each other, yeah. and we'd be like the pressure's on we have to get something done yeah. you know and now the pressure isn't on necessarily because we see each other way more often so it's right. more natural and more it's nice having you around more oh thank yeah. you oh here i am i know here you are <laughs> i like it anyway let's get into this first tune by handsome jack since we just rambled on about a bunch of shit for like 20 minutes michael there. jackson the kardashians no. you know if yeah. you hashtag kardashians on this uh oh, we gonna post, hashtag we're gonna Kardashian. blow up anyway um so i'll introduce handsome jack really quickly oh yeah i know that's good. um that's good. so handsome jack is uh currently three members mm-hmm. uh it's they all have great names and i'm gonna butcher them all okay yeah they're so they're <laughs> they real tough except for real one. rough um <laughs> so the kind of uh sort of heart of this band is uh who's been through it through the whole thing and kind of formed it is jameson pasuit p-a-s-s-u-i-t-e and he plays guitar and vocals um and i think there's a lot of the writing and then uh currently we have uh we'll just call him jameson throughout this podcast yeah we're gonna call everybody by their first name name is impossible we none of us took french it might be pasue i don't know yeah and then we also have um on bass joey verdon 
and on drums and vocals they all they all sing uh benny hayes who i think is the most recent sort of addition to the band because they've been through a couple different um yeah and my understanding is that he like has been on quite i I think he's i know he went on tour with all them witches oh okay and uh, they're like kind of a rock and roll band yeah and um i think he's played maybe with some other bands as well but he seems to he is definitely like a really accomplished drummer like if you watch him playing and singing he would be like a really valuable asset to like any band in this kind of in this kind of like vein you know yeah um so they i mean we can get into sort of their origin maybe after we play the first song yeah let's do that yeah let's do that fun all right so the first song we're going to play um is off their 20 is it 2018 yeah, 2018. yeah i was gonna say it's it's really recent 2018 album um I, I saw that ad that i was talking about earlier right on, like it was right when this album was coming out that's how i found out they did it. a good job so the album is called everything's gonna be all right it's their i think technically their fourth studio album we'll get into that yeah uh later uh and it's 2018 and uh the song is titled baby be cool
also real quick my favorite uh my favorite line in that song take me to the small claims go on and sue me oh, I, <laughs> I love it um i love that song um oh, i yeah. love the hook on it mainly it's just such a good hook yeah. and it's filled with hooks the whole song is filled with hooks like every part of the song it's kind it's of groovy as fuck like the guitar part <laughs> even is a hook da 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 Dare I call it a bass solo oh, in the beginning? Say, I thought you were going to say banger. No. <laughs> it's also a banger. Dare um, I say banger? Dare I say it's a banger? All my playlists are Would you are call bangers. that a uh, bass solo in the beginning? It's a Tom, uh, Tom Davis Yeah, we played solo. that for Tommy and, was, and we were like, does this <laughs> remind you of your bass solos? <laughs> That we're constantly giving you. It's just such a well put together rock and roll song. Yeah. Like, and they call it what Boogie Soul is what they. Ooh, describe I have their music I as. have some words on a uh, on their uh, Boogie Soul on Boogie Soul. Um, so uh, Boogie Soul rock and roll mm. is what uh what they've well, they're uh, for coined. sure rock and roll for me. Um, well, yeah. So there's a Partey article. Um, where how they say, how that? do you, P-A-R-T-A-E, partay. <laughs> it's partay, right? Like party, but like it's a partay. <laughs> um, so that's the, that's the partay. That's the, uh, whatever, party.com. Um, <laughs> so they asked Jameson, how would you describe your music genre? And he goes, first and foremost, I'd call it rock and roll. More specifically, I'd say it's dirty, swampy blues soul. Patrick and like Alive. The swampy shit. Yes, swampy's good. And I'll good. tell you why in a second, unless I can tell you now. Patrick Alive. <laughs> Patrick at Alive Records, which is their last two albums, I believe, coined the term coined the term boogie soul for us, which I think is also pretty accurate. So swampy, and this is I, the reason. I think why. I know what you're about to say. Yeah. And it's because we're related. Because. It sounds like fucking Muscle Shoals, like the with swampers. the horns. Yeah, the Swampers. What's the song? Uh, Alab- uh, Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, he says the swamp- Muscle Shoals. They've got, got the Swampers. swampers. Yeah. And the Swampers. If you don't know, you should watch that fucking documentary. The- Muscle Shoals. Muscle Shoals. <laughs> it's about this tiny little city in what is it, Alabama. Um, I, uh, I think it's Alabama. It's Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama. <laughs> no, I feel bad, but I'm ninety nine percent sure. It's a sure. little recording studio. Where all of these incredible, like greasy, freaking soul <laughs> albums were produced and recorded, and uh, so when they say swampy, and I hear the like the horns that are like distorted and they awesome, they sound kind of drunk. The the not what? not in a bad way. Uh, what do I mean? The um, horns? I just mean like they sound kind of like like kind of yeah. like uh, to me they that sound makes it like sound bad. I didn't sound, mean it sound yeah, bad. They sound like they're hammered. No, they no, but they just sound <laughs> kind of like a little lazy yeah. and like a little swampy. Well, they're like, lame, like they're bluesy. laid back. Yeah, and laid I, back. What I really love about it, beat. what I really love about it is like they're almost like pushing the gain, so it's like almost distorted. Like it's such a cl- it's at such a high clip and loud clip that it's like almost distorted. I love nice. that about this. Obviously, the hooks I love about it. Um, yeah. It, it's just it's just a really it's a really great feel the outro is perfect um the three-part vocals everything's everything's great so uh the band is essentially like a high school garage band yeah um they like, like a blues rock a band show. uh yeah so the um so they formed in 2004 and it was uh 
Jameson Joey, who's still on bass, and uh, Phil Alport on keys, and Steve Sandman on drums. Steve Sandman, get Steve out the band, Steve. You're gone. On drums, and I believe. Uh, let's see. I know that they got their name. Benny because Hayes they... is here now. Steve. Benny. <laughs> Benny Hayes. <laughs> um. So Benny Hayes is yeah the current the current uh drummer, but uh. So I'll 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 read a I'll read a quote um by jameson from this parte article that i thought was really good and i just want to talk about it a lot parte. um they said how did you start and uh he says uh i recall wanting to be in a band this is jameson i can recall wanting to be in a band ever since i was nine or ten and thinking it was the coolest thing in the world to do it totally <laughs> is uh when i was young my brother got my d- my mother got my dad an acoustic guitar for christmas which i commandeered so he basically took that um and eventually i got my own Sometimes, like, I feel like with these musicians, it's like when there's an instrument in the house, they just gravitate toward it, yeah. towards it, and that's really cool, as opposed to, like, you're taking piano lessons. It's like yeah. his mom got his dad a guitar, and he just, just like, started playing it. Um, so then he eventually got his own electric guitar. Huge yeah. move. Yeah. Um, he says, in high school, we got some buddies together, and we jam and learned covers in the basement. Uh, we needed a name for the high school talent show, and someone wrote down Handsome Jack on the sign-up sheet, and it's stuck ever since. It's pretty incredible to think this is the only band I've ever been in. It's been going on for almost half my life. Um, so, yeah. So he's got to be around our age, or my I age. I think he yeah. is, because so if they were formed in 2004 in high school... That was like when I was in high school. I I was uh, I started high school in 2004, fall of 2004. Is that right? Yeah, because the, the first graduate... I graduated yeah, I in 2008, too, so... I was... You were... Junior when I started, so what you were <laughs> you were a sophomore slash junior I graduated in two thousand six. Yes, so correct. I had so I yes. had to have been a sophomore or a junior. You were ending your sophomore year, oh starting your God. junior year in two thousand four. This is so like math, but they're real our life age. They're like they're our age. Yeah, no, it's it's again, it's podcast <laughs> math, the, so we're gonna suck at it. One. But so okay, so they they start as a handsome Jack and they form in two thousand four. Um, in two thousand eight, they've already recorded their first album by themselves called Heat Seeker, and then they start touring with that. Boom, they just start fucking hitting the road. That's what we got to do once we dude, get our album out. We dude. should have done it when we graduated high school, like they did. God <laughs> damn it! I don't know how people do this. Like I'm always so fascinated by that. It's like. So what, like, how are you making How do you just money? say, fuck like, it, we're going to go on tour? But like, it's, it's the theme of all these bands. It's like, at some point, they just, they take that free fall and they say, fuck it. And they just jump and they either quit college or like, I was know, always too Bob scared Dylan. at that point in time. It took me to be 31 <laughs> to be like, I'm not scared anymore. I have no regrets. I'm still scared. I you honestly, know, I'm not going to I'm still scared. I but. have no regrets about getting a college education. I never will. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll never regret that. And I, d- I think. I, I'm glad for our path, but it is it is interesting to see that like at some point all these people said fuck it, and some of them were also college educated and like us went to work and then decided at some point I'm quitting this fucking office job, yeah, and I'm going on tour, and that that's really inspiring too. Um, so yeah, they recorded their own album, and then in a then they had some little band shuffling around, and then in 2011 they released their second album, Supermoon. 2014, Do What Comes Naturally is their third album. That's a really good album. Yeah. That one's a standout. Yeah, the third and fourth I think are the standouts. Um, so Phil Alport and um Sal Mary uh leave at that point, and they get uh Benny Hayes on drums after the third album. Yeah, so he's on. So Benny Hayes is going to be on uh the 2018. Everything's all right. And they have that awesome uh, video. Um, I think it's for uh, 
what is it for uh keep keep um I think is keep on the one that's like a gopro that's keep on i think oh okay i'm yeah. thinking of uh no i don't oh you're thinking no, of no, no, baby no, be cool Wait. There, there's a video <laughs> there's I'm, a couple I'm of videos to remember we'll come back and tell you which song it is um you can probably google it while i'm trying to ramble here but like it's basically like they're in these pri- like they pick up the lead singer he's just busted out of prison and they pick him up oh, in this white yeah. van oh fuck i can't and remember then the, they, yeah you and then they um they like <laughs> go to this field and they're just drinking um a whole 30 pack of Pabst blue ribbon while he like digs up a guitar and then they go and like do a concert <laughs> And they uh, they like drag him. They like arrest them all, and they all go to jail. And then they all escape jail again. And uh, all right, so I I don't know. It if could this be is this it. one. Yeah, it could be this one. Let's take a look. Yeah, this is it. Keep oh, on. Is it? Yeah, keep it is. On. Keep on. I think. Yeah. Keep on, and it it's just funny. And like the bass player is always coming up. <laughs> he's always like, you ever been to France? Oh <laughs> yeah, so we were playing this the other day. No, it's so funny. Um, you ever been to France? They clearly have a fun <laughs> sense of humor. They yeah, don't they totally really take do. themselves too fucking seriously, yeah. which is always uh, always great. Um, I love it. Um, but yeah, the, the video is pretty. They have a bunch of videos. They're not, you know, obviously like the most like uh, expensive videos, but they're all like just well done in the fact that they like have passion and honesty behind them. And I think that's like a key principle, at least in uh, Jameson's heart is like in a lot of interviews I've seen him. Yeah. He's always like, just be true to yourself. Like, yeah. just be true. Just and be he honest. says that at some point. Yeah. I can't I can't I'm not going to find the quote, uh, but I was reading one of the uh, one of the um, interviews that he did. It's it's mostly Jameson when I'm reading these interviews that yeah. he's he's talking about it or whatever. Um, he's the one being interviewed and, uh, he says something along the lines of like, they ask him about genre or something. And he just says something along the lines of like, I feel like I can really tell when, uh, when music is insincere and like our whole goal is just to try to not sound like that. Like you're trying to sound like something. And, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's like the same thing (laughs) as like seeing that those dudes in the MJ documentary are telling the truth. Like it's the same thing. You can tell when people Sincerity. are telling the truth and you can tell when people are fake. Yeah. Like, and you like, you can tell I when, c- when, when things are, you're trying to sound like I, it's for me, I know I always shit on pop country and I won't call it anyone specifically this time. Not Toby Keith. No, I'm not going to call anyone specifically <laughs> this time. Um, but like, I feel like sometimes you listen to that pop country and it's like, they're really trying to sound blue collar and they're like, yeah, I've got, you know, like, my well, they're always, from Alabama, they're going blah, down blah, to blah, the lake. They're going to pop a few beers. They're going to drink some whiskey, <laughs> watch these girls with bikini tops and like Daisy Dukes on. Yeah. Like play in the water. There's, and I'm, then it's summer and it's the best summer of your life. And that's yeah. like every fucking song. And we're all going to die soon. No, that's pop music. Sorry. That's new uh, pop. Tonight's the night. It's uh, the last night. And we're going to die young or whatever <laughs> the fucking. Anyway. But like, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you, you can definitely tell when people are catering to a, to a genre and to a style and a lifestyle and, and going like, this is how to? this is, I'm writing a song. Like, this is not how I think songs this is not sh- how are organically th- written but yeah. i think they sit there and they go okay who's listening like what and i i get like trying to connect with your audience but when it's like i just want to write a song that like is going to get on this radio station i don't know how to say it better like it's like <sighs> well, or, or fit in with this genre or like is going to capture these fans i want to yeah. capture the toby keith fans fuck it i'll keep hey, picking on them no so they're they write a song like that F- for the record, we looked up some like you went hard 
hard on Toby Keith in the last episode. I did because he's a piece which of shit. was hilarious. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like at the time you're like I, was like, I don't know God, how to feel. I, I was like God, I hope she's right because. And then we like looked up his lyrics. Oh, I read and you some up a of bunch his. Of shit. Uh, yeah, well, like fuck that. He's, yeah, fuck that. He's guy. all that and more. Like, no, he's a nightmare. That. Anyway, he is a nightmare. <laughs> no, but anyway, <laughs> that was so my favorite quote. <laughs> you're like, you're, what did you say? You're like, he's a goddamn nightmare. You're like, he's a racist and a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was the quote. I don't think it was, but it's true. So funny. But um, <laughs> basically, it's like to me, listening to someone who's fake, who's trying to like pander to an audience, who's yeah. trying to cater to an audience is completely insufferable yeah. and transparent. Yeah. And it's just like, get the fuck out of my face yeah. with this. Like, cold jeans. Cold jeans. <laughs> cold. cold jeans. <laughs> Sorry, this is real inside jokey right now. I feel like no one gets no, it. Cold jeans. <laughs> what is cold? that even from? That's from that comedian. He's like a he's like a song comedian. He's like one of those dudes who like oh, plays. Oh, shit. And he's like doing a country song. And he's like. <laughs> cold jeans. <laughs> he's like cold I beer. <laughs> cold jeans. Cold jeans. <laughs> that's uh you and alante and tom are constantly saying that to each other and i it's so funny because it's yeah. it's such a good uh making fun of the the whole genre um and it sucks too because like like my <coughs> like i have a friend who's like she, uh, she was like i just don't like any country music at all and i'm like that's such a bummer no but i used to say like, i hated country because <sighs> i was thinking I didn't like yeah. Toby Keith. Exactly. And that country. And that's because that's the most prominent country. But then there's like, like Sturgill well, Simpson and Chris exactly. Stapleton. And right. obviously you can go back 90 years. Well, our country's always been great. Yeah. You know, and like even. And Hank Sr. Like, oh, and, and uh, Waylon. I, I just call him like, Hank Williams, but yeah. And like. Sorry, I, I love Hank Jr. too. Loretta Lynn. Um, and, and it's like when someone guys. says they hate country, it just hurts me so deeply. I'm just like, damn it. Well, country. Like even people hot like Coulter Wall, right? Like Coulter Wall. Coulter Wall's amazing. Yeah. Um, hot take. I think country, quote unquote. I We call it pop country, but I think when anybody here's country they think of Garth their Brooks. brain goes to yeah their brain goes to what i think of as pop country which is nowadays you know and i, I like garth brooks i'm yeah. not gonna shit on garth brooks but um but yeah there's a lot of really yeah, really shallow places. uh pop country that's Mama's just in the ruining graveyard, it pop is in the pen garth brooks oh i don't know it oh, sounds it's, good it's a good storytelling it's just basically about that's what i like about songwriting is it's storytelling. basically about like Beginning, this, middle end. this uh you know rage that happens in culture where like the man you know has this rage and and kills the the wife because of whatever so it's oh. mama's in the graveyard papa's in the pen oh yeah. anyway shit. it's dark it's actually i feel like so when i was growing up i don't even think you're like old enough to really recall this was happening i was very young um our mom had a garth brooks tape and she would I play don't garth remember brooks this all the time I remember John Mellencamp. I do not remember Garth Brooks. And she was like, oh, is it like she was trying you know, to say it wasn't about being in the graveyard, like being dead. But I feel like it's like for some reason. I, I wonder have, if she listened to the lyrics before you heard it and or uh, you heard it and she was like, oh, shit. But it's like a really <laughs> upbeat song. I feel like when I was a kid, I didn't feel like it was heavy. So I feel like it could be like a joking almost type of sort of like earl had to die by the dixie chicks yeah i don't know <laughs> like i haven't heard that song in literally 20 like 15 yeah. years so oh, i don't interesting. know I'd, yeah i'd be curious to but i i feel like <laughs> it's that kind of I, I don't know i just feel like garth books is different 
I feel like he's different. I I feel like he's that crossover artist. Like you know how Sublime's like that crossover artist for like um reggae or like white reggae or whatever oh, the yeah. fuck you want to call sure, it. Like yeah. obviously Bob Marley's the crossover for reggae reggae, but like you know how there's like these punk uh there's like these white punk reggae bands like right. Sublime. Right. Sublime. They started it and then it just then became a everyone movement. Everyone in Concord. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Everybody in all of Concord, California yeah. no, decided but, they were going to be in a but Sublime But everyone band. wants to do this. And it's like there's the one band that everyone's cool with. They're like, yeah, I love Sublime. But yeah. as far as this whole style of music, I'm not into. And that's how I feel about Garth Brooks with like pop country. I feel like Garth Brooks, like he has friends in little places. He's kind of, I feel like he's bridging that gap. Totally. Yeah. And he's also, I think by all accounts like a genuinely good dude oh yeah so I he's not so like too. a racist he's no, not like he's a not weird <laughs> trump like uh chess beater you know oh, like God. anyway fuck where did we, <laughs> <laughs> we no well, we were talking about genuine songwriting oh, and yeah, i yeah. brought up pop country because i i like to talk shit about toby keith apparently but, po- but no, you love dude you i really do to, you, dude if we ever if we ever make it you're just gonna have the most viral I, online honestly, internet beef with if Toby Keith. I thought I thought about it after because I felt bad. I was like, oh, I really like talk shit on the podcast. And what I what I don't like to do on this it's podcast is talk yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't is, like any negativity. Great, yeah. It's like let's not be negative. But like, if there's any any musical artist, take anybody in the world that I would like want to be public about being really against is definitely him. Yeah, and like that. there's people where I don't like their music, and I'm not going to talk about that because it's like, well, it's not. They're pursuing matter. their passion and they're doing it. They're yeah, like fine. Doing if I don't thing, like your you music, know? fine, that's fine. But if you're but spreading hate, if um, you're being a piece of shit, yeah, yeah, then if you're spreading hate. Then, then I don't care. So, so that's I'm not even I'm not even mad. Um, so I do want to say on Baby Be Cool, the last song yeah. we played, uh, Noise Magazine, uh, sort of debuted it, and they wrote a little article, and uh. The band themselves, they just say the band commented, so I don't know who said this, but they say, Baby Be Cool is a playful and soulful take on wanting to get your ex back if they'd only just be cool the next time around. This song always gives me a really good feeling when the horns bust in on yeah, that last chorus. Same way. It makes me want to kick up my leg like Van Morrison in The Last Waltz. Dude, don't get me started on The Last Waltz. I, yeah, we can't really get into it, but... <laughs> no, we definitely can't. Like, we, we can't, like, it... Oh man, it um, I do remember that we talked about the last waltz on a previous a podcast, yeah. and I said it was in New York it was because because uh, right? we it was, and because I knew that like I think it was Carl denied a ticket to it. Carl got off. Our uncle Carl got offered to go and I'm said have no. To talk to him. I'm gonna put him in a freaking ankle lock. But now I think it I was him. was it Kurt? Like I, I I don't know who. Like I feel like it this seems family more story that got would be Kurt if. Um, I think Kurt asked Carl in to the go Bay Area. in the Bay Area. Okay. I don't know. We, I, I feel like I talked Basically, about it with our family. One of our <laughs> stupid uncles turned one down a ticket <laughs> to the last waltz. Got offered to go to the last waltz, yeah. and it was like, "Hey, the band is playing tonight. Do you want to go?" And I think it was Carl, and he said, "He said, oh, I'm busy or whatever," and it never happened. But it I'm might just have been, rolling over in the ether. I'm not even born yet. You're, you're like, neither, uh, none of us no, are yeah, existing we're, yet. Just we're just like, like, how dare you? Yeah. Can you fucking imagine going to the last waltz and it's just like, hey, the band is playing, and it's oh, all these Bob weird, it's all these weird band fans. Like, yeah. so the band, quote unquote, they're called the band. Um, and they played with Bob and Dylan, the and they best. played with the Grateful they're Dead, the and they best. played with everybody. And so they did a concert, and they they made it real low key, and they were like, oh, it's just gonna be the band. So I'm imagining the people that went to that concert are like genuine yeah. the band fans, which yeah. sounds so cute to me. It's like they're like, oh, I love the band. Well, the band, they were huge yeah. back in the day. Yeah, and they, they were. And the other thing is that I want to say about the band is like we used to talk, Emily and I, way back before. 
we had a full band when Alante and Tom were just, you know, a glimmer in our in our eye. I think <laughs> Tom was around, but All he right, wasn't well, the band. <laughs> he was, he was and just we used there. To say like, you know, we'd you know drink a bunch of wine and sit around, and we'd be like, "All right, if you could have one group of musicians to like be the backing group for Radio Kentucky, and it was <laughs> always the band. We're just yeah. like, it would be Levon Helm, Robbie yep. Robertson, and all those fucking two dudes playing keyboards. Ugh, Robbie Robertson was so um, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, dude, gorgeous. Come on. Come on, get out of here. Have you seen him in the last waltz? The way he, his stoned eyes look at the camera. Oh, he's so You're gorgeous. Just like, what do you want, Robbie? So he has an Instagram now, and he came up on my like. Dude, I go to his Instagram Neverland search Ranch in a second. And I was well, he's he's not as <laughs> handsome anymore as that as happens with a lot of musicians. But uh, but yeah, and I he's posting all these photos of like him and George Harrison in the you know seventies, and yeah. you're just like, oh my god. No, Hello. he was a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous man. Hi. Yeah, and a killer guitar player. Oh my god. Yeah, the last waltz is an oh, experience. The weight with the the staple singers. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just love how they keep just bringing people out, and the audience is probably like, okay, they just brought fucking you know Van Morrison out, like this is it, and then they bring somebody else out, and it's like, fuck, dude, like. Dude, the last how? waltz is so incredible. Yeah. My friend Mickey, um, she would say like she would just like watch that dvd like every night before that like, is a feel-good dvd yeah and we used yeah. to do the same thing with blackpool lights with fucking. oh my god i had the yeah. i had the dvd for the white stripes at blackpool lights um which is so incredible and uh and yeah we used to just watch that you know what i used to watch um this is just an admittance um i went through a weird phase in like 2013 after college you mean in 2019 right now where i was really into the bgs and uh they <laughs> We talked about it in the in Sleepwalkers episode. We talked about this already. Yeah. Um, and we were at a white elephant at like Tom's family's house. We didn't talk like about a, the white elephant. There was a Bee Gees. There was a Bee Gees DVD, and it was their last was concert. It, was it yours? Where all the brothers Gibb got reunited, and they like played this concert. Like Olivia Newton John was there, and it was like super exciting, right? And like this was part of the white elephant gift, and somebody got it, and they're like, "Oh, the Bee Gees DVD, like." <gasps> shit and i was like i want to steal that and like i got it and i watched that bg's dvd it's their last there's concert. like johnny walker blue Dude. in the mix and you're yeah, like, oh, and, give like me the and poor tom is like okay we're gonna fight for the bg's dvd and it's their I think it's their oh, last concert. It's like his, in the 90s. Bless his soul. It is a fucking feel-good concert, dude. They play all their bangers and like Barry Gibb is doing the... Like the falsetto that's like crazy. Anyway, that was my... When I was like depressed after college <laughs> and like didn't have a job. Like, what am I that was do? my go-to. I was Where like, gonna I'm just going to watch the Bee Gees DVD and feel better about everything. So right, anyway, let's also get to the this next tune. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Let's Sorry. Get this. What's the next song we're playing? Let's, like, let's do uh let's do um keep on. Keep Since on we were talking about it. It's the one with that video that they have um with the the really creepy creepy white van guys. Hey, handsome Jack, if you're listening to this, that white van, van the van yeah. is that true crime garage? <laughs> van yeah. the van. That white van has got to get go. Rid there's, of like, that van. <laughs> there's like no windows in it. Um anyway, it's hilarious. The video is hilarious. Um, they seem like they have a really good sense of humor, and I really, really like that when bands can like not be too serious. Like not oh, everyone totally. has to be fucking, you know, York from Radiohead. You know, like yeah, just the like, artist, the let's, artist. Let's turn down a second. Bono. And, yeah. We were about <laughs> oh my god, Bono pissed me off so bad <laughs> reading that quote. Um, <laughs> oh, we can't give it away. We, we can't give it away. Basically, it, it was a quote about a Beatles song about how someone's action stole a Beatles song. 
And right. he was like, this is good. This is big. This is good. He was like, they stole it. But now that we're covering it, we're bringing it. We're stealing it back. I'm like, shut no, up, Bono. You're not bringing you're not the stealing Beatles back. Anything. I love, I love how society just thinks that Bono is a dick. You know what I mean? Like that's like a. <laughs> I don't that's think like, they think he's a dick. I, I think, think they think he's, he's annoying. Actually, yeah, they think he's yeah. like so holier than thou. I think that yeah. that's funny. That like it's funny. The American conscious just thinks that Bono is like. This. It's funny. Like, Tom hates you too. Oh my god! They come it's on. So there's funny. there's a couple YouTube songs that I'm like. I kind of like the song, like, with or without you, I'm into it. And it'll come on XM, and Tom just loses his mind. He's like, I fucking can't listen to... It's just can't funny. Do it. It's can't just do it. funny. And he's wearing sunglasses indoors. That's like the first no-no if you want to like not look like you're a douche. It's for sure take your sunglasses off when you come inside, unless you're playing a rock show. If you're Honestly, playing a rock show, wear your sunglasses. No, if I see a band on stage and the dude's wearing sunglasses uh -oh. you know at Handsome night... Handsome Jack's going to be wearing sunglasses at night. In on stage, I, think I just think it's, does, yeah. I don't know. I always think it's a little like, come on, dude, can you see? <laughs> can you see? Uh, no, but he <laughs> might be, he might be like so high. Maybe his eyes are like bloodshot. You know, you don't know. You know, also, okay. So I'll, I'll step back on myself and say, there's definitely certain things that when you're on stage are your comfort. Yeah. So if that's his comfort, if he likes to wear sunglasses what, on stage, it, it helps him. Um, I have to play my guitar. I remember one oh, time yeah. you were like, you can play my acoustic. And I was like, that sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't, I want to play mine. Um, and then, um, I don't know. I can't think of anything specific. I like to have my hair down, but that's pretty yeah. typical. Um, mm -hmm. there's just, yeah, it's just little things, you know, flat shoes, uh, barefoot. I used to be barefoot yeah. a lot more on stage, but then I got grossed out by it. Hey, so I stopped. that pedicure. I think one random person was like, that's gross. And I was like, oh, are my feet gross? And then I got self-conscious and now I don't take my shoes off you anymore. You got to get that mani-pedi, girl. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't <laughs> take my shoes off anymore. But um, but yeah, that, that was a big comfort thing for me. I can't wear, dude, one thing I can never, I uh, so I'll give myself credit. I can wear heels now. I can walk around in heels. I can do well in heels. I'm fine with heels. Me it took too. me a long time, no. <laughs> but I can do well in heels, right? I think it's, I think it's, I can do it, right? I can bullshit it. I can walk around all day in heels. I can dance in heels. I cannot be on stage in heels. I'd love to be. They look good, like it. it but I, I can't. I can't. If you ate shit, then Flats. I would just start laughing uncontrollably. I just can't get comfy in them. Yeah. I just can't like break it down because I do a lot of like I do a lot of jumping up and down. <laughs> I do a lot of knee bends. A lot of squats. I do a lot of squats yeah. on stage. Yeah, I do a lot of uh that kind of stuff. And like I can't. I can't do it in heels. So that that's uh. What's your uh, what's your comfort on stage? What's like if, if you don't have that thing, like you can't. Well, it sounds super alcoholic, but I definitely need a drink on stage. No, I do. That's like I do. That's sure. one thing I yeah. love having like a whiskey, uh, a whiskey, um, just a whiskey neat. Is it great. breaks that little wall of like? It just oh, we're doing more, this weird. Yeah. yeah, it gives you a little more. It also um, gives you like this feeling warmness. that you're one with the audience rather yeah. than like they're sitting there enjoying something that you're not a part of like you right. feel more like you're all in it together i feel like yeah it's like, i don't know it's weird no it's the whole thing of like alcohol playing on stage it's like i've seen people like get drunk and get on stage i'm like that's, that's not the way to yeah, do that's it bad. that's not how you do it like but a, like although they on really stage, tried yeah. to fuck us up last time we were in santa barbara 
They tried hard. Remember that uh, my buddy Clug, he bought like six whiskey sodas. And okay, just... I was super nervous because it was the first <laughs> fucking time I was playing guitar. Oh. So I barely drank. I was like, I have yeah. to play guitar. I like yeah. can't. Like, I think yeah. I had one drink, like a beer before we went on stage and I was like nervous. But like it, it breaks down that first line yeah. of nerves the way I see it. But anyway. Okay, yeah. So there's that. I, I love to have like a whiskey on stage. Right. I love to uh, wear my boots on stage. I've had those Ooh. boots since 2008. That's awesome. And I've played. Did you get them on your road trip? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. And I've uh, I got them in Oregon when I was on tour with um, Go Kart Mozart, and um, basically I've worn those boots almost every show, give or take maybe less than five. I've worn them every single show I've ever played for eleven years, ten years. That's awesome. Yeah, it's that's crazy, really right? cool. They're like your lucky, your lucky. Uh, shoes <laughs> maybe maybe i don't have anything consistent that i've like worn you know anyway anyway cool. let's let's do this handsome jack song it's uh yeah. called it's called keep on and it's the it's the title track right it's the first track off of i think it is yeah it's the first it's track not the title track it's not sorry title tracks the wrong the term it's the opening track i knew what you off meant of, uh, <laughs> everything's gonna be all right their 2018 album so yeah yes. this one's called keep on um to me, it kind of has like this Credence um, Steelers wheel vibe yeah, to it, which 100%. is incredible. So anyway, I'm just going to play it and then we'll talk more Let's about it. Let's play it. it. Uh, keep on off of uh, Everything's Going to Be Alright, which is a 2018 album from Handsome Jack. <laughs>
So it's powerful CCR vibe in that song. Dude, totally. And like you said that when we played it, and I was like, oh my god, yeah. And uh, it's the guitar tone. It's that. It's that like it's the kind guitar of tone. Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of like tremolo. Do, do, it do, has that like do, heard yeah. it through the grapevine kind of yeah. vibe, or and born on the bayou kind of vibe. Yeah. It's great though. Like, who care? Who cares if it like? Well, if you he, can hear a song and be like. Oh, it kind of sounds like that. That's not a bad thing in my mind. No, and we talk it, about it all the time. Honest. It's like it's it, still honest. It reminds. It just you know, like human beings make connections, and mm-hmm. that's that's a positive sign. Like when we're making a connection to something we like, it's a positive sign. So when we say that reminds us of CCR, it's a positive sign. Totally. Um, so I, I wanted to say so some of his influences. Uh, he names them. Uh, Jameson does. Um, so in a uh, one interview, he says a lot of our influences come from the same places uh bands from the 60s and 70s were drawing on for example i'm so into the old blues legends like howlin wolf muddy waters john lee hooker i wish i could sing and play more like them but it just comes out like it comes out um and then he also names uh elmore james um howlin oh he said howlin wolf uh led zeppelin and jimmy reed um jimmy Jimmy reed Reed is Bright lights. The first yeah. time I heard that bright lights, big city was Jimmy Reed. Um, yeah. and people have done their takes on that. So, um, but he names Le- he throws Led Zeppelin in there. He's naming all these uh old blues guys, and then he throws in Led Zeppelin, which I think is like really cohesive to what they're doing. Well, well, to me, they definitely have like that, um, like that second tier of rock and roll. It's like if you think, or sorry, I guess it'd be a third tier, maybe. Like if you look at the first, like ground level rock and roll like blues it's like little richard mm-hmm. you know elvis yeah and then after that it's like i don't know like freaking buddy holly and early beatles and and stuff like that and then it goes rock and to roll like or blues rock and roll led yeah. zeppelin and credence and bands more like yeah. that and they bring and they sound more like in. that level like that's yeah. what handsome jack sounds more like so like you can yeah. be inspired by like elmore elmore james or like all these blues guys or howlin yeah. wolf but they sound to me more like that led zeppelin yeah you know credence clearwater thing and and th- like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because they're inspired by the same people, you know? Yeah. I, I love how he says, uh, I wish I could sing and play like them, but it comes out at, like it comes out because like, that's how I, that's like a huge, like he says it really simply, but that's like a huge philosophy of mine as opposed as, uh, when it comes to influences and what you actually sound yeah. like, because people will be like, what influences you? And I'm like, well, okay, Billy Holiday and blah, blah, blah. Um, but here's what I sound like. And I'm not, when you sing and you play and you write songs, uh, it does just come out. Like my voice just comes out the way it comes out. And his yeah. voice just comes out the way it comes out. Like we're not, and I feel the same way. I think I've made this before, but about painting, it's like you can have a vision in your mind, but your hand is going to do a physical thing and it's going to come out like it's going to come out. Same with guitar playing. Yeah. It's a physical thing. And it's just like, that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. So you can try as much as you want to sound like somebody. And he's not saying that he's trying mm. to sound like these guys. Well, but it, it, it really, it, it goes to show like the reason, so he um, and Emily was able to find this information. I was looking for it so long um, because he plays. I was so plays, excited when I found it. <laughs> dude, he plays such an interesting looking guitar. It has yeah. like, all these knobs, like a fucking jukebox. And it, it looks like <laughs> intense. And um, he plays a mid-60s Tiesco SS41 guitar. And this was found on the parte article (laughs) (laughs) and he's like i like it because it's the hound dog taylor guitar and if you listen to hound dog taylor he's like a blues guitar player and he has like this greasy like muddy the tone electric guitar tone yeah 
And um, you played it for me. Yeah, I was like, Tiesco's holy like shit. This cheap ass, like Japanese guitar. <laughs> like now I'm sure it's not cheap, but back then it was. And um, he says his amp is a tweed deluxe clone with the classic 5e3. So again, I don't really know what that's all about. I have no clue. But then the other yeah. thing he says is he plays through a fuzz pedal, which a lot of these guys did back in the day. Hendrix did that too. Um, he played through a fuzz face. And this is a lesson that I used to play all the time. Now my knobs aren't as accessible playing the D'Angelico, but when I played Fenders, um, it was a Steve Sage lesson. And it's you play rhythm at a seven, and if you want clean tone, you go down to a four or a five just on your tone on your volume knob. That's on what your those guitar. knobs are for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then if you want a solo, you pop it up to a ten. Okay. You play, rhythm, you play like fuzzy distorted rhythm at a seven. Yeah. You play clean tone at a four, and then you play your lead at a ten, and that's your right hand just moving that knob, right? And um, yeah. that this is exactly what Jameson says in an in interview. He's yeah. like, I um, let me see what he's like. I play through a fuzz pedal, which I usually leave on all the time, and I use my volume knob a lot within a song for when I want to clean it up a bit or to totally saturate the hell out of my tubes. Nice. So what he's saying is he uses his volume knob on his guitar in order to get his tones, yeah. which is awesome because that's yeah. like the same way that I learned how to do it. And now I don't do it as much anymore, but um, I probably should, but I don't. But, <laughs> that's all yeah. good. You know, so I was, I was uh, one of the lyrics I pulled from that first song we played, um, Baby Be Cool, is uh, that I really like is uh, I still play on. Stand issue base. Did you notice that? No. <laughs> I'm I'm 99 sure because I couldn't I couldn't find these lyrics online, obviously. So I'm just kind of listening and trying to understand. But yeah. he's kind. They're kind of proud of the fact that their gear is kind of like. I'm sure his gear is not cheap now. Like for. But isn't for that record, cool? It's like it's it's more about the yeah. the uh, player as as opposed to the tool yeah. itself. It's like I oh, don't have 100%. a fucking fancy guitar. Well, Jack like, White's the same way. He dude, plays that airline, um, that Japanese airline guitar. What is uh that? I was gonna say that White Stripe song. Um, uh, uh sounds good to blah, me. I got a blah blah silver tone amp. amp by plugging in. And, and it, it sounds, sounds like, like a champ. champ. Yeah. Good to me. I think it's called Good to Me. It always yeah. been good to me. He talks about having a shitty car and like. Yeah, it's a, shitty guitar, a shitty and a guitar. Shitty yeah, and yeah. it's always been good to me. That's early White Stripes. That's yeah. some nerdy shit. But um, but yeah, it's uh, it's the same kind of kind of um, mentality. It's like it's like it's mm -hmm. not about the tool. Like I I play on this kind of shitty but guitar. But that guitar does ha he does have that same kind of tone. Like if you listen to um, um, if you listen to those early like Hound Dog Taylor recordings. They're not. I guess they're not early. They're like he. He was one of those dudes who got discovered in that like blues revival. So they're like, like mid sixties guitars. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Hound Dog Taylor. No, I said like Mississippi oh, yeah, yeah, John yeah, Hurt, who yeah, got like, discovered when he was yeah, like totally. eighty. <laughs> but and I think um, yeah, it was later. Yeah. Yeah, and this guy, like, if you listen to his recordings, they sound very similar to the tone that Handsome Jack's guitar has. And like, um, the thing about Jameson too is he finger he plays finger style, um. So he plays finger style like I those like blue that. guys, dude. I've never, never played with. Yeah, the pick. I play finger style too. Yeah. So, right, right there with you, buddy. <laughs> right there with you. I Jameson. just don't know how to use a pick. I've never. Uh... Oh, I, I'm. I was. I mean, I'm really good at using a pick. It just I don't like the sound as much. I think it sounds more authentic and more organic using your fingers. I just like to have a little more control. Um, I'll never forget, like, so I, when I started playing acoustic guitar and trying to write, I was listening to a lot of uh, Justin Towns Earl, and he's doing a lot of finger picking, so I was trying to emulate that, and then I remember I played an open mic, um, 
and uh, I borrowed somebody's guitar, and it was the open mic's uh, host. And this is like eight years ago. And uh, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to borrow your guitar. And he was like, do you want to pick? And I was like, oh, I, I just play with my hands. And they was were like, Matt? no. Matt no. And they were like, suit yourself, basically. Like, oh, oh all right, all right. And I, I was like, you okay. stupid idiot. All right, you know. And I was like, okay. Um, and I, I, I remember thinking like, oh, well, that's a real guitar player saying that. And I, I bet I'm fucking up. Like, I bet I'm yeah. going to sound like shit. Or, you know, like I... I I thought, you know, maybe maybe this is the, and the way to did. do it. And I definitely <laughs> sounded like no. shit. It was <laughs> okay. uh, way too long ago for me to sound like anything. But uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I I think it's a I think you can. Uh, it's a tool for different uh, avenues of sound. You know, it's like if you want to use a pick to sound a certain way or yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna be elitist at for all me, about guitar it was, playing. It was just I'm a beginner. Influence on me. It was is a, he a finger player? Yeah, yeah, and he also plays with like a big on with one of those like big like I think he plays a Gretsch, but I might be wrong about that. I my he dream guitar a is Gibson, a Gretsch. But, yeah, I know it's not a very cool guitar, but I want and, one. Like, so I wanted bad. to play a Bigsby for so long, and I finally got that D'Angelico. I was just like fuck it and pulled the trigger, and got it. And it's like I love that guitar so much. And like I get so many compliments on that guitar. It's like it's that such a good is, feeling. That the color of your guitar. I know I'm being shallow here with the color, but fuck it it's like it's an aesthetic beautiful thing like the color of your guitar it's like a gray blue it's like my favorite color yeah i love it it's, it's like gorgeous. A, it's called a i think it's like midnight like pewter is what it's called M A T T E. because it's it's not really blue it's not really gray it's like yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous yeah, it's midnight matte it's and, gorgeous yeah, it's, it's not too loud like it's not too like loud on stage i don't know like uh and I, when i say loud i mean color loud you know what i mean like that's oh, like an art term like it's not too red, like get your red guitar with a white pit guard like out of my face dad <laughs> like that's such a dad guitar to have it's i don't like a yeah. bright red guitar with a white it's like dude <laughs> it's such a I lame like, looking guitar to me you get what i mean when i say yeah like too loud like visually yeah, yeah it's just too jack loud. white's pissed he's like dude my guitar is he's red. like mine well that's his whole <laughs> fucking theme whatever yeah. dude like no he's he's killing it like it's all good not lately his music has been no wait uh the raconteurs are back, and tours are back. Yeah. no <laughs> the raconteurs are great but that's because he has other they dudes just dropped to check a video him. yeah they have other dudes to check him they're like dude jack maybe we shouldn't do this completely batshit insane like 45 second like reverse um techno like weird breakdown in a song so like i feel like when a We're lot of when a lot it. of people go solo, you know the mentality is like they either get better or they get worse. Like Justin Timberlake, better. Beyonce, better. Like they Justin go solo. Timberlake, better than in sync. Are you out of your mind? Maybe I am, but <laughs> no. I'm gonna say that he he made the right move going solo. I think Beyonce did the same thing. It's like they they went up, yeah. but I think like you look at the Beatles breaking up, and it's like okay, John did some great things. George, my favorite solo album is fucking George. All things must pass. Hands yeah. down. But I like anyway, so they great, they all yeah. they all go solo or whatever, and it's fine. It's like it's like oh, like the sum of its parts is not as good or the parts or and mick jagger going solo whatever i'm trying to say complete disaster no it's awful so yeah. like sometimes i'm just like oh like you're so much better in a band it's just the way you they write maybe it's like the the artists themselves well, like, checks and balances but you but have, jack white's a great example of that it's yeah. like you're better when you're in a band well when you have people checking you yeah. because when you just have an idea and it's completely unchecked but let me go back on what i just said a good idea was the white stripes do you think that was mostly him 
I think it was mostly him. Yeah. I think it was mostly but him. But he was young and raw and unfiltered, and he wasn't like he didn't have all these options of it's, being it's able. when everyone's at their best is when they're fucking but 20 but and they're out. writing he, music he was raw and, and unfiltered <laughs> yeah and he didn't have like unlimited money and an un- unlimited access to like all these the random effects and, the and these effects, ram- yeah. random productions and then he has this weird thing where he's like i have to have like only women in my band and it's just like these weird like parameters he puts on himself there's like no reason for it but he does and then he's completely unchecked on the producer side and it comes out with some weird like really experimental shit yeah and it's like when you're playing with a rock and roll band like the rock rack and tours you have other guys that are like hey jack maybe we shouldn't have this like 20 minutes this uh pedal solo where you just like connect turn like the delay pedal up for like all the way to 100 and play that for 45 seconds. Yeah. Maybe we should chill on that. <laughs> and he's like, maybe not, though. And it's then co- he fires it's, them all. No. <laughs> the idea is it's collaborative. Like, I, yeah, it's I like that it's collaborative because you're bouncing an idea off somebody as opposed a, a, a musician mm-hmm. as opposed to bouncing an idea off of a record producer who's like, yes, Jack, whatever the fuck you think. Like, you're the talent. You know, go for yeah. it. Like, you're, you, you've made, you know all yeah. these records that are great. So whatever the fuck idea comes to your head is brilliant. Go for it. Like that's, that's not the feedback you want really. I don't Yeah. Think. You have to have checks and balances. Like yeah. when I come up with a bad idea, I hope you'll be like, I don't like that. I hate you it. know, I don't like that. <laughs> and like, I don't like that is so valuable in a band setting. Like, yeah. and there's so many egos who are like, well, you don't like that. Then you don't like me. So fuck you, you know, oh, and they God. get that vibe. And it's like, no, it's funny. Cause I'm so worried that you guys will be like, I don't like that. That I like, don't know it <laughs> brings stuff to dude, you guys as much that, as i probably hearing should. i don't like that is one of the best things you can hear no it's good you have you have to get cut down a little like i've i've written songs and we've talked about it I'll, I'll like show you three songs and you're like let's focus on this song and you're not saying like the other two songs are it, not yeah. really anywhere yet but it's like it's it's a yeah no it's a good way to go about it because you know we're well, all sensitive when it comes to our art. I, Let's be honest. I, my We're friend was like, you got to give the compliment sandwich where you like say, I like this. Oh, we got to fix this. And I really like this. That's like, uh, that's like great. The old uh, compliment sandwich. That's good work shit. Cause I yeah. definitely, God, we all have to like at work, like be like, okay, so like this isn't really working mm-hmm. this way. So let's do it this way. But this is great. And you guys are doing great. And it here. doesn't have to be fake. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be a fake compliment. Like for sure, find something genuine to compliment. Cause right. like the whole theme of this podcast, I feel like is being genuine and being authentic, right? Dude, I like, like yes. Be authentic with your compliment and be authentic with your constructive criticism. One, if you're going to criticize, make sure it's constructive. Right. Don't just be like, I don't like that shit. It's shitty. That's not constructive criticism. Or you're bad at your job. (laughs) Yeah. Not constructive criticism. Yeah. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I learned it in, in the work setting real quick. Um, because I have to email my, uh, uh, wine club members a lot. Uh, and, uh, sometimes I have to give them like bad news. Like, Hey, we're not going to ship this for a few months. Cause you live in a state that's fucking frozen and I can't ship you wine. But like, and, and so it's like a negative email really, but you end on a positive note. So you end on positivity. So you end on like, on like, we'll ship it this date. Enjoy the wine. Like, hope you have like, like, enjoy it. Like, it's like, Hey, you know, like you Are end you allowed positive. To talk about that hilarious person who is trying to get you to pick up the white wine bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I well, I don't want to say where I work, but like 
I we're in fucking St. Helena. I work at a winery, but like they, yeah, I had a woman that called. <laughs> Please tell the story. We accidentally, so. we accidentally like. <laughs> We sent her a shipment. She only wanted red wines, and we sent her our regular shipment, which had a bottle of white wine in it. Just and like she one bottle? Fucking, one bottle. And she fucking lost her and mind. There's 12 and bottles co- in a shipment. <laughs> no, right? there's like, in the shipment, there was four, I think. Oh, well, you so, so she up. had some red wine, and she had one bottle of white wine because there was a miscommunication, mm-hmm. and she accidentally got the white wine in there. And uh, so she, she left me a, like a probably like a four minute voicemail <laughs> that I played for anyone that would listen. I was like, anybody, I was like my boss. I was like, everybody, I was like, please come listen to this voicemail. It's fucking hilarious. And she's like going on, basically we were like, Hey, we're so sorry. She was like, I can't believe I paid for this. Blah, blah. blah. And we're like, Hey, guess what? We'll just refund it and you can keep it. <laughs> so any person on the planet, it's like, Hey, we're going to refund that booze we gave you. It's like a, it's like a $60 bottle of white wine, yeah. by the way. We're like, we'll just refund it. I refunded it. And I was like, yeah. just keep it. Just fucking keep it. And so she calls <laughs> and she leaves this voicemail that's like, I don't want this in my house. I don't want this. I don't know what to do with this. It's taking up space and I don't want it. And like, she was so upset that like, and I was like, okay, well we can And you have, already refunded her at this point. We, no, she's, it was yeah. It a free she, bottle of wine free, in her house. And she's losing her mind. And I was like, we even offered, I was like, we can have UPS pick it up. Like I'll pay for UPS to pick it up. I don't fucking care. Like you're so crazy. <laughs> and she was, she's just like, well now I have to put it in a box. And I was like, okay, well then just, and my, um, my coworkers. Where, so funny. where did she live? Uh, not specifically, but vaguely. I don't remember actually. But it's like not California, right? I don't remember. I, oh. I have members all over. So I'm, I just, I don't, I genuinely don't remember, but like if she lived down the street. This, uh, this, I would have gone and picked it up yeah. and been like, I will take this home. Thank you. It's this fucking $60 bottle of yeah. wine. I'll drink it. But like, it was so funny because one of my coworkers was like, can she just walk out her door and hand it to the next person that walks throw down it, the street? <laughs> throw it in the trash. Throw it in the fucking trash. Like, throw it in the trash. She was, so, she was like, or she's give like, it to a friend. I'm so upset this that? is in my house. And like, oh yeah, God. well, the thing is, I'm like, okay, if you're a normal person and you have a anybody over or dinner, par- dinner party or whatever, like, doesn't somebody want... A little white, like Anybody somebody's gonna ask you, "Hey, do you have any white wine?" And it's like, no, because I fucking bitched everyone out at this place for giving it to me and can't have it in my house. People but are yeah. super hilarious. People are and funny. unaware of how absurd they are. You know what's funny though? As a closing, um, I worked in customer service a long time, and like I used to get really like deeply like upset or offended by these people that would just like lose their minds over this stupid shit mm-hmm. and now i just think it's really funny yeah. i just think i find a lot of humor in it and i'm just like oh god like this is what they're gonna get upset about okay all right so we're gonna play um one more song by handsome jack and then we're gonna get into some business stuff the business and then we're going to play a final song by them so actually i guess two more all songs right. but uh this is gonna be another one off everything's gonna be all right uh their 2018 album yeah uh, it's called Doo-doo-doo. oh you dig it
Little acapella <laughs> ending there totally faked me out. <laughs> yeah, it did. It hard. really did. I love that riff so much that they keep going back to. Dirty. It's just, that's literally the sole reason why I picked that song. But I love how it has that kind of vibe where it goes so from the one to the four. It's like, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's well, just it's such like, a good feel. It's a, it's, it's a lot of their feel, feel. And it's so like, good. it's like, yeah, it gets you moving. And, and, um, so I, I, I read a quote by them that I want to say because it reminds me of our podcast. And I, I thought it'd be fun to say. Um, so, uh, they're asked, uh, in this, uh, it's a blog. I think it's a blog. Uh, Michael Lemunis Blues Network. Why is everyone's name so hard? I can't say anyone's name in this podcast. Okay, so anyway, so Jameson is answering this question. So they say, what do you miss most nowadays from the music of the past? What are your hopes and fears for the future of music? And uh, Jameson says, there are bands out there today making music that is just as great, if not better, than bands from the past. But you usually have to dig a little bit to find them. That's the great thing about the internet. If you know what you're looking for, you can find it. Or our podcast. Um, the downside. Go to Radio Keys presents <laughs> on any. Yeah. Um, and he says we he, they get associated with some bad music too. And um, but but I I love that positivity from like a band that like is clearly throwing, not throwing back. Uh, influenced by and emulating in a way, but in a new way, music of the past of the seventies. And they're and they're saying yeah they're not doing this whole thing where it's like music was was great in the 70s and now it's shitty. Because, like, yeah, there is a lot of shitty music now. There's a lot of great music. You just have to fucking spend a little time looking. And, like, he says that. He says there's bands out there making music that's Do you ever think that there were just these, like, transcendent bands that were around in the 60s and 70s that just were never discovered? Oh, I'm sure. And we've never heard about them. Well, think about it. Like, the we... And they were, like, they would, like, make Led Zeppelin, like shit their pants you know like they they oh my be, god like, i'm it, sure are you like because it's political it's fucking political when it comes down to it. it's like who knows whose parents well, Jimmy Page and like, was like he was with the yard birds and he was like a session musician it's just a bunch of luck that gets you to be especially in the 70s it's a right? bunch of fucking luck that gets you on well, it's stage when, it's when luck meets talent like you have to have <laughs> no the i'm not saying they're not talented sorry i'm saying there's yeah, you a have ton to have of the talent and then it's like who gets on stage and who yeah, gets so to you play have the gigs. goods and then you and get, there's no internet. And then you get the luck. So there, you're, there's no us listening to Spotify all day and finding Handsome Jack or like Kevin Morby or these bands that like I've obsessed over that like I never would have found. You know, it's like there there's something to say about today's technology where it's like it's really cool that we can dive deep into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a a book I read uh in college called The Cult of the Amateur, and it was talking about how like uh in today's you know with like youtube and like anybody can upload a video it's like you get the cult of the amateur where it's like everybody all the amateurs all the amateur songwriters and video makers or whatever are putting their art out there and everyone can see it and so it's like is is that good or bad basically um and i read it like 15 years ago so i can't remember Dude, where he concluded cult, but the like cult the cult of the, of the amateur, amateur that sounds so pretentious it's well so it's an interesting novel because it talks about about how it's like okay so we have a platform for all these people that like don't have a, f- a famous parent record or, label or a record label yeah. or whatever and so that's really positive but it's also a lot of bullshit too but so if you can sift through the bullshit and find like 
oh, these are the this is the real talent. Like it's how fucking Bieber got discovered, well, how, right? It was like, funny. oh, like he was on YouTube, right? How funny is it? Is like the most access we have and the the most content we can pour over in the history right. of the world, the most we have, and we're also coupling that with the shortest attention spans in the oh, history totally. of the world so like well so now it's like everybody's <laughs> trying to cater to that yeah it's hard and yeah. like if you're i don't know it's it's i still feel the same i feel like a lot of people just throw things online that are kind of half-baked ideas um too yeah. and it's like it's like that that didn't happen before i don't know it's it's i think it's i think it's really cool that there's platforms where we can get our music out there without having to go through all this political bullshit or all this totally. like, yeah. Or like whatever. And by political, you mean like, or uh, like corporate, an, like, or like basically corporate is yeah. what I mean. But like, or like an artist can get on Instagram and just be really good or be really shitty. Like fucking Takashi six, nine or some shit like that. I don't know it, who that is, but I'm, he's sh- that, and, <laughs> I don't even want to but anyway, there's like, there's, but there's also, visual artists that are like really good. That are just like hashtagging and maybe they're like doing the right things, but they're just, they're just, you know, putting their own drawings and paintings and people are like, holy shit, this is good. And then they're going somewhere and like that yeah. wouldn't have happened before in like 20 years ago where it's like, you need to be in a gallery or no one's going to yeah. see you. You know, it's yeah. like now I think it's, I think it's really cool, I think it's but really I think good. we do get a lot. We have to sift through a lot of bullshit yeah. too. Yeah. So, so I think anyway. we're going to wrap this one up. Um, Thank you to Handsome Jack for letting us use the music. I like again, they were like so cool. They were man, I should look at let me Google who actually hit me back. It might have been one of their guys. Is it Jameson? It's one of my favorite names of all time. Um, so I don't know who it was. They didn't leave a name, unfortunately. Oh, but they said But yes. I said on January twenty fifth. 3.43 p.m. Hey, can we use your music? Blah, 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 blah. January 20th, 25th, 5 p.m. Certainly. That'd be no problem. <laughs> Thanks for seeking us out, and I'm glad that you dig the tunes. Oh, I love that. Just the nicest guys ever. They're, they're great dudes. Hopefully, when they come to the Bay Area, we can try to figure out playing a show together because we would love to play with these guys. I think our, our music would be simpatico. Um, we'd love to play with them. Great dudes, great music. I listen to them all the time. I yeah. think they're so fun. I was listening um, to them all day at work, and they were yeah, putting me in they're a good so spot. They're so fun. Yeah, yeah. Really good spot. Um, so just a little bit of business with the Radio Keys. We don't got a ton, um, and we already talked about it a little bit. We've got our uh, Central Coast mini tour coming up. We've got Morro Bay on the 8th, Santa Barbara, Dargan's on, on the, the 9th. 9th. And then we're playing Frog and Peach slow on the 10th. Right. And then the next one is our big Neck of the Woods show on the 30th in San Francisco. Yeah. And that's with Roxy Rawson, Swoon, and El Gato DJ. And very excitingly, um, the end of April. So right now it's like early March. The end of April, we are recording our album at Prairie Sun Studios. Yeah. And we're so stoked about that. We just actually wrote a song that will be on that album. We've been, I mean, I wrote it a while ago, but we finally figured it out full band. So that's going to be on the album and like, we're going to do a few it's, more It's kind of giving me anxiety because there, there's a few songs, um, like the move song that we were working on, like the groovy one. We are definitely putting that one on the yeah, album. Yeah. That it's, and I'm like, holy shit, we got to finish this. So yeah. anyway, it's, it's giving me a little bit of anxiety, but like but that, sometimes that, you need good, that, that, no, yeah. that good anxiety where it's like, oh shit, like ass. we have to, well, cause songwriting is so lazy. 
Like, you can be so lazy about it. Yeah. Like, anyway, I won't get or into you it. Or you could be like, a, a maniac about but, it but when and you have, like, do it all the time. Yeah, when you have this, like, deadline of, like, you need this song done. Like, yeah. it, it, it lights a fire under you and you're just like, we've, oh, shit. We've always been, like, in the middle of, like, those people who are super prolific and people who are deadbeat. Like, well, we're, I, like, right in the middle. Like, we write a lot of right. songs. It just takes us a while to culminate. Well, and I, I get really, like obsessive with it i'm like i want it to be right and i want to like yeah. be inspired and like be like like have it be the right lyrics and not settle for lyrics or whatever but at the end of the day it's like you just have to finish the fucking song yeah so, so yeah we we're really close with a couple songs that are like new and exciting and we're gonna finish them and then we're gonna learn them as a band and do them in the studio and yeah. we're living there for four days and it's gonna be an experience we've it's never had and it's i'm really excited yeah I'm really so excited. thank you handsome jack and shout out to sleepwalkers they actually uh yeah, shouted us out today which was really like they're that's one of the best parts about this show is like having connections with these artists that we love and our respect. heroes yeah and like they went out of their way to like you know tag us in a post about their new new song that came out today yeah and it's like hey radio keys check it out like we love your podcast and then they Aww. reposted us and they're like hey check out their podcast like they're they're just great dudes i met like i said i met them back in la and they were like really nice dudes then and they're just you know confirming it every interaction we have with them so thank it's, you sleepwalkers it's, it's special shout out to sleepwalkers special yeah, yeah it's my favorite part about this whole uh podcast is that we uh we get to reach out to these bands that we genuinely and we thought that was going to be the, we thought that, it's so funny thinking that that was going to be a deal breaker you know we thought that was oh, going to yeah. be like when we a, had to actually talk to the bands. That, we thought that <laughs> we thought that was a death knell like we're like oh we have to talk to them and gain express permission to use their music oh it's over like this yeah. podcast is over and then and it, it just meant that we got to email our heroes and they'd email us back and be like go for it yeah. guys it's incredible we trust you An and it's like that's huge because we're not we have no malicious intent no we, don't we love everybody we're shit. covering <laughs> we're not like hey let's play fucking handsome jack so we can just shit on him for an hour like yeah it's not a like, it's not no a way, uh, we're not siskel and ebert here like no. we're, we're trying to like talk You're about siskel <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know which one's which i don't ebert's the big dude i think right i think you're right because one of them tragically passed away and then it was just cool the guy that Roper. you didn't think was gonna pass away was the one <laughs> i know so i so anyway <laughs> um so no but it's i've said this before on the podcast but it's a, it's a love fest it's like here's yeah. a band we fucking love and oh can i say really quick yeah before we close uh right. Stuart and i had to go through our old rooms the other mm. day like all go through all our old shit oh my god and like so i found a notebook that i swear to god and i already recycled it and i kind of regret it because i was recycling everything but it was a notebook and it was only all the track listings on all the mix cds i'd made for all my friends so it was like the name of my friend would be like caressa and it was like 20 songs i was like all the songs that because i used to burn cds for my friends like crazy yeah and it'd have like the red walls and the go on there and like all these like want to know what you should really have weird songs we found and like we and i was like just oh, take I used a to, like, picture of it i actually okay so that that's my next point is yeah. that i did i i yeah. went through and i i archived i did all that with it. a lot of shit but like I it was like, just some nerdy thing that i used to do i was like i would make mixed cds for my friends and i would make like a really intricate like i'd make i'd get a blank cd case and i'd like cut like my art books out and make like a cd cover and i'd make them like a dork. mix yeah, i was a totally. super yeah. nerd yeah and then i like write the track listings on the back and it was uh it was a lot of uh 
of the of the bands that we've already covered and it was like i was going through and i was really like oh this is so inspiring that the like red walls were so prominent in yeah. our high schools the, lives. the, yeah, the um walls. some bands we haven't covered because we, we can't get a hold of them yeah. um but like it there's sucks. there's definitely some uh or just some weird you know songs by like uh like that Jimi hendrix song taking care of no business yeah. i used to put that on everyone's mix cds but like it's a good one just just weird b-sides or whatever weird hendrix song but like it's it, so good it kind of reminded me why we do this podcast it's like oh like we've both of us have We're like really making, yeah music recommendations really loved yeah. share like we love finding like really digging deep for the music that we love and then being able to share that and like I would curate my mix CDs to the person. I'd be like, okay, what is Casey like? She likes this kind of music, so I'll like take these kinds of songs, you know, or like that yeah, kind of thing. Totally. And um, yeah. So it really it made me feel good about this because I'm like, oh, this is kind of this whole thing revived. It's like we're kind of uh, hopefully bringing people something. Like if yeah. I I've talked to people that listen to the podcast. Uh, April told me at login. She's like, I finally listened to your podcast, and she started with episode one, and I was like, oh, okay, like you should go. Yeah, a little those later. are rough. <laughs> And I, I told I, I sound I told like her, we're on straight up horse tranquilizers. Oh my god! I told talking? her I was like, I hope you like. My goal is that like, I hope you enjoy it on your commute or whatever. But also like, I hope you maybe just find a band that you like. Like that's that's the goal. Like if you like Anna Ash or if you like Chris Denny or whatever. Like I I I that's that's kind of my my goal. Yeah. Anyway. So we're gonna wrap this up. Basically. Um, we are going to do, we're going to release a rock and roll rewind probably Monday. It's going to be fucking intense. And guys. it's going to be, intense. it might be long. <laughs> yeah. It, I think there's it a might lot be long. to cover. I'm really excited about it. I'm excited um, about it, but I, I have a lot. I, I feel like we I reached like a we point tonight well where just, we're like, I feel like we might as well just spoil it since someone's I don't listening. Spoil right it. I think I we should. I think we should tease it. How do we tease it? Okay. So, okay. Here, I know how to tease it. Okay. How do we tease it? We're gonna tease it. Um, late nineteen sixties. Some say some say this event was the end of like this the is trivia. This isn't no. Some say this event that happened that we're gonna cover. We're not gonna cover the event, but that this mo- we're covering the event a little. This thing was uh, the end of sort of the summer the of love, six, the innocence yeah. of the sixties, and yeah. it was in nineteen sixty nine. And uh, two huge bands were involved: the Beatles and the Beach Boys. That's all yeah. we're gonna say. Yeah, and if you slide into our DMs, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally I think kidding. that really gave it away. But basically, we're hey, anyone who it. is a you know a uh, amateur <laughs> historian on that era will probably know what we're talking about. We'll definitely so, know what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah, we're going neck deep into this, and we're gonna get so far into we it. We have physical literature. We've books got we're the reading. documents. <laughs> We've got. No. <laughs> I, I, I went full Alex Jones there. Got the documents. <laughs> we got the documents. Oh, so we're gonna end on a song, right? Yeah, we're going to end on a song by uh, Handsome Jack. Um, sorry. Thanks. <laughs> thanks again, everyone, for listening. Um, this is the last song by Handsome Jack. This is off of the album Do What Comes Naturally, 2014. I love this album. Um, and it's called Echoes. And it's a really cool song. It's almost like uh, it's almost has like that stranglehold oh. feel. Stranglehold, baby. Okay, so I forgot really quick. Sorry. The song Echoes was on an episode of Criminal Minds, <laughs> and they didn't like. For the, the record, I fucking hate that show. That I don't show know this show. Is so I've lame. never seen it, but, but like, I would give them our song in a second. So, so according to you, according Jack. to uh, Jameson, they didn't know the band was gonna be on TV, and they got like a text from a friend that said, "I think one of your songs is on TV." 
And um, it turns out when they signed the record deal, um, part of the record deal was like uh, their their album could be promoted and distributed. And part of that meant that they could look for placements on TV. And so they got put. They it. Get, fuck it. Yeah. If we showed up on TV, I'd be like, great. Um, so, so yeah, Jameson was like, we heard it was a possibility. We didn't have any confirmation. I didn't find out about it until after the fact. Um, so Criminal Minds airs with their song on it. The song we're about to play echoes. And uh, he says, he says, honestly, we were, it was surreal. We were super excited about it. It's such, <laughs> it's just one of those formulaic show, like uh crime shows where they're like crime happens detectives there but there's like we the, love that shit people love no that shit. i don't love that shit but i mean we like we oh, collectively like we yeah. love that shit there's like, like the quirky like yeah. gothic like law and order like, lab, forever lab chick and there you know it's like it's everything is so formulaic yeah and anyway i think it's awesome that they got but yeah a song so this, on it. This, this song was on tv is all i wanted to say but uh it's called echoes yeah it, it ha- like i said it has that ted nugent like kind of stranglehold vibe to it which is really cool it just has like a really cool vibe to it yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna release the, our next podcast. I think on Monday or Tuesday. It's gonna be depending. It's gonna be. We're intense. looking forward to seeing all our Santa Barbara <laughs> fans and maybe meeting some new friends in Slow Morro Bay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm Stuart. I'm and, Emily, and this is Emily, and uh, we're Radio Keys, and we're gonna s- keep searching for that sweet, sweet soul. soul.